millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hello and welcome to the All by the Popcorn podcast. I'm Alessandra. And I'm Emily. And today we are bringing you the next quarantine roulette movie, Being John Malkovich. Indeed. This movie was nothing like I thought it was going to be. Uh, This is the first time you watched it, so... Yes, this is the first time I've seen this, and, uh, and wow. Wow, it truly, it truly is a 90s movie. My goodness. (laughs) Um, It's written by Charlie Kaufman, who also wrote um, Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind, so... <gasps> I okay because I I was like, is it just me or do all '90s movies like seem like this? And I was like, because we just watched Eternal Sunshine, and the, that movie was like this too. But that totally makes sense. <laughs> yep, I uh, did it's... not know it was the same. I didn't I didn't realize that. It sure is. Wow, are all of his movies kind of like this? Or kind of like mind bending mm-hmm. and kind of mm-hmm. like out there? Yep. Oh. That's he's he's like a good sci-fi weird writer and uh that's just how this movie is. Yeah, it is exactly that and and I enjoyed it. It was it was super funny. It was weird, it was quirky, it was dark. Yeah. And it was it was really messed up. But, like, <laughs> I really liked it a lot. It's really hard oh to predict. Goodness. It's like you truly have no idea where the story's going to go. It's completely bonkers and wacko. Um, it it doesn't... Yeah, I, I even had to restart it because what I, I was kind of, like, setting up my computer as it was starting. And when I looked up, it was, like, this puppet show. And I was like, is this really how this movie starts? And I restarted it. And I was like, yep, this is how this movie starts. <laughs> With the weird puppet. <laughs> oh, my gosh, that puppet. Oh, man. Uh, yeah. Oh, gosh. So, so uh, the actress who plays Lottie... Did you know who it was before you watched the movie? Um, I knew Cameron Diaz was in this movie. And, of course, when I first saw... I mean, I, I rented this movie in SD. <laughs> and, even through, <laughs> and even through the horrible quality and through her frizzy hair, I could still tell that it was Cameron Diaz. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I watched this with Danny and he truly had no idea. It did not look like her at all. I think she said something that sounded like her, and then and I could I could see her nose. Like once I saw her nose, I was like, "All right, that's." I mean, I could, I could, I could see through this horrible quality video that uh, <laughs> that it's her. Yeah, I found it on British Netflix, which was very convenient. Yeah, it said that it was on Hulu, so I checked, but it was with a subscription of of uh of stars yeah so i was like dang it you know every time i think i should have bought that three months of stars for fifteen dollars thing 
because that was like at the beginning of quarantine. And I just was like, oh, I won't need it, you know. And every single time we see a Stars movie, I'm like, fuck, we're gonna use that. I know a lot of a lot of movies are on Stars. What the heck is up with that? Come on, HBO, jeez. I know it's like we never get to watch things on HBO anymore. Like, like truly. And for this one, it was like cool that it was on Netflix, but it was on British Netflix. And then there was something else we watched recently. Uh, oh, Hail Caesar, the last movie that we reviewed. That was on British that, Netflix. That was on regular Netflix. So like, then that never happens. Oh yeah, Hail Caesar. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. So like, we we <laughs> that was that was good. Um, I think we also did find Goodwill Hunting on on uh, Netflix as well, or or, or or had that left Netflix, and we had to no. I think rent I, it. I think we had to rent that. I think we had to rent it on YouTube or something, or Amazon. Yeah, well, don't don't rent anything on YouTube. I tried, and it's terrible. Like it doesn't. One, it never charges you, and then two, it it never shows up that you rented it. So it's just it's just a worthless button. <laughs> so don't <laughs> don't ever rent from YouTube. Um, yeah, a majority of the movies I've been just renting on Amazon, um, which is very convenient. I don't really like Amazon right now, but uh, um, but I'm, I'm renting them all because it's just so convenient. So back to this crazy movie. Um, Mm -hmm. you kind of, it starts off with the puppets, so you expect that John Cusack is going to be, like, the main character of this movie. You know, I think it's like, you kind of follow him and you're like, oh, should I feel bad for this weird dude who's, like, sexualizing puppets in public spaces? Um, who's totally, like, coming on too hard to his coworker. And then you're like, no, I don't really like this dude. Maybe I'll like his wife. And then you're like, oh, she's crazy too. Okay. <laughs> like, it kind of pops between the characters a bit. Yeah, it's, and it just, it just really just keeps having all these twists and turns and you don't know who to like. And I was surprised that John Malkovich didn't show up till like much later. Oh, and yeah. Then, yeah. And then I found, like, John, I, I mean, we all know John Malkovich is a great actor, but, like, was he, like, super hot during the 90s? Is that why this movie was centered around him specifically? I mean, or... honestly, we'd have to read some of these... We'd have to read some of this trivia, but I think it was, like, kind of random that it ended up being John Malkovich, from what I remember. I mean, it's, like, one of those things where you have to get an actor that's so... that doesn't take themselves too seriously, yet puts a pretty serious front out to the world and it it really seems that John Malkovich is like the perfect person for that because in all the movies we've seen him in or just like anything it seems like he's like he really takes himself seriously and then you watch him in this movie and it's like he's like naked or like having sex and you like see things from his point of view it's just so it's just so different and weird you know like to have him yeah. accept this humility of this movie. Yeah, and and the fact that he seems like such a like he's just such a cool guy and it's just weird how this happened to him. Like it it's all centered around him and his lineage like when you kind of get to the very end like Yeah. It, yeah. It was <laughs> I, I did not know what to expect and I was not expecting this. I know. Oh, it's it's kind of this this like sweet like 
roundabout wonderful thing because like it turns out that the person who made the building with the half floor made that half floor so that specifically for that portal so that he could continue to like go into the the vessel and like live forever like that was the purpose of that and he was like a sea captain from like from, like, the 1800s is just, like, what? Yeah, the fact that this starts with <laughs> with a half floor, like, it's so funny, and uh, <laughs> of course, of course my little sister was watching this with me, and she was like, how do people leave this floor? I mean, they have to, like, jam yeah. the, they have to jam the elevator, the elevator so it stops yeah. and force it open in this one area and then like then how do you leave and then like and then we're like and people's backs must be must be horrible working here because they have to hunch around and get to get places and yeah. the orientation video this, oh my gosh <laughs> yes yeah, with like the this, little kid is, is the wife <laughs> I know <it's> just, <laughs> also the like uh the um secretary that like didn't hear right like and the old man was like oh i can't believe you can understand me the secretary like who he's completely in love with was like just completely she couldn't understand anything anybody said and so it made it seem like they were the problem yeah she's like i have no idea what you're saying to me right now and then she just <laughs> but then she obviously can because at one point of um, john cusack basically like rejects her and then she 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 says i don't understand what you're saying and then she like says bastard to him and she leaves so like so like she can understand people like it's it's just a front yeah um, it was but, the, it but was then so yeah silly. she she's convinced she's convinced mr lester that that he has a speech impediment or something or that he can't people can't understand him yeah and he's just like he's like no i can understand you perfectly and he's like you're sweet my boy that's <laughs> just like <laughs> It was hilarious, but it's just such a, it's such a humor that's just so off-putting. Like, the whole movie, you're like, am I supposed to laugh at this? What is going on? Why is this so funny? It's like, especially like when John Malkovich goes into his own subconscious, when he crawls through the portal, and it's like, he gets there and everybody has his face, and they're just like, Malkovich, 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 Malkovich. Yes. I mean, yes, the part was hilarious. I know. Uh, like, oh my god! Danny and I were like, "Oh, we should just whenever we want to toast, like our cheers, we'll just go Malkovich, and then the other person will go Malkovich." <laughs> like, it's so yeah. it's so cute. It's so funny. And the second he leaves it, he's like, "No one can see what I have just seen." <laughs> like, I will see you in court. And then, and then, oh man! And then the fact that John Cusack is like a puppeteer is like super creepy. Yeah, like he's weird. He's like, a weirdo. There, there are things that that are just so scary when it comes to scary movies, and one of them is children. Mm-hmm. And and I'm gonna have to say the second would have to be puppeteers because, like, do you remember that episode of Avatar: The Last Airbender where that lady was like bloodbending? Yes. And like, and yeah. she like used people as puppets too. Like that episode was terrifying. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. like puppeteers are. <laughs> I'm sorry, and, and I love puppets, but like, <laughs> but like in a scary in a scary situation, which this almost seemed like, you know, not suspenseful, but it's but definitely frightening. it's frightening. definitely creepy. Yeah. Yeah, frightening and creepy. Um, and the fact that he could puppeteer John Malkovich was just 
was just ridiculous. He, he puppeteered him, and, like, John Malkovich does an amazing job of portraying himself, like, being taken over by somebody else, you know? Like, it's it's really quite impeccable how he just is, like, he's himself, and then he just kind of, like, tries to, like, blow up out of, like, nowhere, and you're like, what is going on with this man, you know? In, in- exactly. He he had, like, the most complex role, because he was he was one being himself in in that what where he goes inside of himself and, and sees his subconscious like yes. he had to be all of those heads and then he has to be he has like so many different things that he has to do like it's it's crazy yeah he it it definitely is great and i also really loved maxine i really loved her character because she was really great she the, was really complex she was super you know again you like see her with this 90s like crop like edgy haircut and you're like okay i think i know what kind of person this lady is but then the more she interacts with um john cusack the the more you're like oh she just she doesn't take any shit and then the more she interacts with like lottie and and with craig you're like oh she's insane like it just kind of goes on like from one level to the next of like oh oh no she's absolutely insane like she completely thinks that like she can just take advantage of any situation that she's in and it's just crazy yeah and she kind of just has you guessing the whole way because mm-hmm. of course she's just she's just blowing off craig because she's not interested and and honestly who would be yeah he's horrible um, he's he's just horrible and yeah but then but then it kind of seems like she's messing with the two of them saying that she likes being with them while they're in malkovich which is like weird to yeah, say she because can, like, you don't even, see you don't even... them in malkovich <laughs> Yeah, she could see them in Malkovich, which doesn't make any sense, which didn't, so it just sounded like she was messing with them, and, but then you kind of find out later that she, that she did, that she did have some sort of feelings for Lottie, and, and that she kept the baby because she knew that she was in Malkovich at the time that she got pregnant, like, I was like, what? Yeah, it was, it, it was so fast at the end, because it was like eight months later, and then they have like this entire prolific puppeteering like Malkovich becomes a puppeteer and just like it, it it's like so so prolific that he's changed the the game of puppeteering in 8 months it's like fucking hilarious <laughs> it's like who is expecting yeah, tru- that purely just because John Malkovich was such a prolific actor at the time that he could that he could do this i mean in such a short amount of time i mean he could get the funding he could get the following yeah he could really get all of this yeah. um and his and his crazy puppeteering in a puppeteering um, scene where he uh, Craig yeah. goes inside in, John Malkovich yes. and does his puppeteering routine in him. Yes, and in the just, room. Yes, oh in the my room. God. Yeah, yes, with was, Maxine. That was like frightening and amazing at the same time. Like just having John Malkovich in like this, like with a sheet wrapped around him. Just like doing just this flailing around the room, yeah, like this kind of madness that the, that the the puppeteers like the puppets madness or whatever that John Cusack does in the very beginning, yeah, it's it's a really amazing screenplay, and that's why I got nominated for an Oscar, um, for Charlie Kaufman because it's like it all ties together so well, and it's so strange, and it's like a fairy tale, you know. Yeah, and it's like, and 
it's so out of place, but everything felt in place within within its cohesive storyline. It's just it's just weird because even even the world seemed like kind of weird yeah. and yeah. like off. Yeah. But I mean, you were mostly spending time in this weird half floor or in John Malkovich or just mm-hmm. experiencing things through John Malkovich or around or John like, Malkovich. Yeah. So it's just or like in their apartment, like with all their weird animals, you know, like. Yes, which the fact that Lottie was like an animal vet or something, and she was she was dealing. She had a monkey who had childhood trauma, and then you find out why the monkey yes, had childhood trauma. You go to like the perspective of the monkey. Yes, and, and like you see his family, <laughs> his family get like captured because he can't untie their their tethers, and I'm just like, oh my gosh, this monkey is <laughs> <It's just> terrible. <laughs> it's hilarious, like. The Lottie's, like, stuck in this cage for, like, with, with this monkey. I mean, it's just bonkers. <laughs> yeah, and just, and and I think there was even a scene where John Cusack says to Elijah, which is the name of the monkey, that, like, oh, good thing you don't have, like, um, a conscience or something or, you know, whatever. Like, he, mm-hmm. he says that you don't have this, but then it purely, like, he truly has this later within this, yeah. like, little flashback scene that he was, he was feeling turmoil and he was feeling, like, anxiety trying to save his family, but then ended up getting, getting captured and, and put into the clutches of Lottie, <laughs> who... Who who is like sweet to him, but but it's a terrible situation that you don't want to be in at all. I know. And Lottie's like she keeps going to Craig. She's like, do you ever think about maybe having a baby? Like she like really wants to grow her family and like have a normal life, but like he's just such a such a bum. He's such a bad dude. Um, and just yeah, he's <laughs> so sleazy. Like he's just nasty. And then, and then he gets stuck <laughs> inside the child of. Uh, Max, Maxine, and Malkovich um, forever. Because, like, the consciousness of the people are also there, right? Like, they're inside the kid as well. Isn't that what it is? Um, like, all I the thought old he people was just... go into... All the, the old people went went into John Malkovich. Right. Okay. And then, okay. Right. And they're just making sure that that she's now safe. I think, I think Craig is just using the daughter. He's using the portal to just spy on Maxine and Lottie now. Like he's just being a creep. I don't think he's stuck in there. I think I think he just no. He's, he's just, like just he's like stuck inside a child's consciousness now. Like he can't. He's just there and he has to watch the rest of the world go by. No. But he got out before midnight, so he didn't get stuck. No, he did, because at in... the very end of the movie, remember, there's there's the, the two moms, and there there's the kid, and they're at the pool, and you hear um, John Cusack's voice inside the kid, and it's like, look away, look away, look away, and the kid doesn't, because he can't control the kid, in, like, because he's stuck in there forever. So he d- he is stuck in there. Oh, okay. I thought he was just he was just using the portal to peer through her and he just couldn't he just couldn't puppeteer her for some reason. No, yeah, there, he's but stuck yeah. in there cuz that's what the guy remember the Lester was showing the diagram that you have to go in at midnight um uh, like on the 44th birthday of John Malkovich 
and then they'll go into Malkovich. Um, and then he, but John Cusack missed that because he didn't know about that. And he goes in after that and it goes into the daughter of Malkovich. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's just so weird because you're like, it makes all this sense when it's, when you watch the whole movie, but when you see it for the first time, you see Lester's like Malkovich room and it's like pictures of Malkovich from when he was like a baby and you're like, what is going on? Why does he have all this stuff? Yeah, exactly. Like, I saw that room and I was like, what is this about? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, and Lottie's like, I, I see you like John Malkovich. <laughs> what, what is all this? And then Lottie just becomes a part of it. Like, it's just like, is Lester supposed to be like an alien or something? Or like a an otherworldly like spirit or a something? No, like, why does... He's a person who has been using other people's he, he just consciousness found a way to like to stay alive jump, yeah jump from one person okay. to the next through time and then for some reason he can bring all of his friends with him so that they all share one consciousness it's so weird yeah he said he was never able to do this until now like he found a way and then he took like 20 people in yeah, there like, like all these old people about? it's like okay yeah. like it's just so strange Oh, my gosh. Well, Just like ugh. another person who, like, you know, the director of this is Spike Jones, and he's also made a lot of like strange movies, too. So it's kind of like this perfect marriage of Spike Jones and Charlie Kaufman. I- I'm sure you know Spike Jones from the movie Her with Joaquin Phoenix. Yeah, that movie was that movie was a little weird. Yeah, it like was, it was it was precious, but it was weird. It was weird like this movie. Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, and I don't know if I've... I think I've seen Where the Wild Things Are. I think I remember that being a little weird, too. I saw that one. Yeah. That one's pretty, like, understated. He's done a lot of... He's done a lot of music videos. Yes, he's a music <laughs> like, video like director. Yes, like a million music like videos. <laughs> and, and, like, like the Beastie lot. Boys tour and shit. Like, he, he's got yeah. a name for himself for being a really, like, fun, artsy like director you know like it is a you you see that and you're like oh that's indie you know what kind you know what you're gonna be getting from him you know yeah and and even with um so charlie kaufman wrote eternal sunshine but did uh but spike jones didn't also direct it right no i don't think so yeah um let me check oh michael michael gondry was the director of yes eternal sunshine which okay. is just a great movie i mean we you should go listen to that podcast if you guys haven't listened to it it's that that movie is so good you should you should watch it and then listen to our podcast true it, yes if you if you haven't seen it um yeah the movie was fantastic um uh, but yeah this movie was this movie was wild and uh and I heavily enjoyed it. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> I just can't stop thinking back to it and laughing. Yeah, it is oh, so man. silly. So in in the 2000 Academy Awards, it got three Oscar nominations. It got Best Actress in a Supporting Role for Catherine, Catherine Keener, who's fantastic. Um, Best Director for Spike Jones, And Best Screenplay for Charlie Kaufman. Weirdly didn't get best picture nom i don't understand how you could get director writing 
and not get a Best Picture nom? Like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it got it. It got nominated for Best Motion Motion Picture at the Golden Globes. Oh yeah, come on, come yeah. on, Academy. Um, jeez. The yeah, the Golden Globes like got got stuff and it got both Cameron Diaz and Catherine Keener too. But yeah, like I don't know, man. I don't I don't understand how that even fucking works. <laughs> Yeah, normally whoever is is nominated for best director, also the movie gets nominated. That's weird. Well, I it mean, used we, to we be have... it used to be more well, aligned yeah. with the fact that whatever whoever won director won won best picture. Uh, but mm, that's mm-hmm. been, that's changed a lot recently. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, no, I totally agree with uh totally agree with the nomination for for Catherine Keener. She was. Maxine was really great. Yeah, her smile is like, it's it's so infectious. She's she's just so like all this like those dark like lips that she would always wear just made her teeth pop even more. She's got like a million teeth. Yeah, and she just and her her character just kept changing and like evolving almost. Like mm-hmm. she she really seemed to just mess with people, but then you find out that she actually really did care i think I like mean, who even knows, at the end you're so she's, wi- yeah yeah she's like such a wild <laughs> wild one everyone's just like a wackadoodle in this movie like it's just <laughs> it's crazy even seeing john malkovich is great i mean he's still a lot younger than he is now but definitely not as young as in dangerous liaisons um which when we saw the like dangerous liaisons poster in the movie when he, they were talking about his, like, acting career, I was like, oh my god, it's Dangerous Liaisons, and then I thought about Dangerous Liaisons for a while and how much I liked that movie. Yeah, that movie was crazy, too. <laughs> yeah, it was. It so was. John Malkovich was, like, <laughs> he was so He was evil. so horrible. Yeah. <laughs> he was so horrible in it. Oh, it was... Oh my gosh. Yeah, he was so evil, but, like, I... I was just thinking about how all those, like, the people in that movie were just, yeah. But I, like, want to watch it again. It was so delicious. <laughs> it was so, it was so evilly delicious. Yeah. Like, it was so crazy. Um, okay. I, I think we should look at some of this trivia. If you want to, if you want to say the uh, plot keywords, I'll look through some trivia. All right, so let's see. For the plot keywords, we've got puppeteer, portal, body swap, body switching, hmm. and magical realm. Okay. Oh, realism. Magical realism. There we go. <laughs> um, okay. I... Okay, here's, here's the trivia I meant to say here. John Malkovich was approached about this film several times and loved the script, but he and his production crew felt that another actor would fit the role better. Malkovich offered to help to produce the film and aid Spike Jones in any way, but refused to star in it. And eventually, after a couple of years, Malkovich's will was worn down and he agreed to star in the film. They had to wear him down? <laughs> yeah, they were just like, can you please just do this? Um, and it says that... Oh my that- gosh, so is it possible it could have been called, like, I don't know who else was hot during the 90s, being being Tom Cruise? Like, well, that, like no, who that's, knows? That's what it's... Are, are you reading these right now? Uh, no. You're not... So you're not currently reading this trivia, because I was literally just going to read this trivia. 
Spike Jones claimed in an interview that when he was shopping the screenplay around Hollywood, <laughs> at least one unspecified producer asked if he could possibly rewrite the film as being Tom Cruise. John Malkovich suggested himself that Jones cast Cruise. I did not read this. Oh, I just, oh my god! I just thought of, I just thought of a person who would have been hot during the '90s, and I just thought Tom Cruise, and that he was a wackadoodle. So I was like, I, was I like mean, this. yeah, he was. And Emily, that was like a good call. How did you? <laughs> how did you not? I was literally just gonna read it, and then you, you just again with the with the sinking up here. Whoa! I whoa! whoa. I, I swear I didn't. I did not read these before before starting this episode. It's not rigged. I swear. Are you being Alessandra oh right now? Are you like seeing? Whoa! From my whoa. eyes. Get me. Go pick me up at the at the at the New Jersey <laughs> Turnpike. turnpike. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Oh my oh god! My god. Kevin Bacon! Um, original script has Kevin Bacon in place of Charlie Sheen. Oh, man, I love Kevin Bacon. Oh, Charlie Sheen, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Charlie, Charlie Sheen was a fun, was a fun it was addition, funny. too. Yeah, he was in it twice. Yeah. It was funny. Yeah, and I think Charlie Sheen was better. He just has, like, a... He just has, like, a better face. Like, Kevin yeah. Bacon... Yeah. I don't know. Like, I love Kevin Bacon. Don't get me wrong. It's just not but as funny I, of a I face think, as... No, he doesn't. He doesn't have a funny face at all. He just, he's weirdly serious and it's just awkward and off-putting. Well, that, <laughs> so it, like... it, it's like he, and also there was that future scene at the end of the movie where it's like supposed to be like eight years later or whatever and like. Yeah, because he wanted to show, um, he wanted to show his friend how to live forever or something. He showed him the room. Yeah, he showed Charlie and, and it was like, Charlie had like a. Yeah had, like, a mustache or a beard or something, and so they, like, made it seem like it was ahead in the future, but Charlie clearly was, like, not taken, and he was like, oh, oh, how's Angela? And he's like, oh, she's good. Like, this is not even a person that's just like, oh, this is what yeah. the future's like, I guess. Oh, man. Yeah. Um, they sa- It says that in that scene where they, they threw that can at, at John Malkovich's head on the New Jersey turnpike that it was real. Um... <gasps> it says really. Uh, Malkovich had had to describe how Spike Jones wanted to cut it due to running late that night, expecting no one would be able to hit him in the head with a half full can of beer from a passing car. When about seventy or eighty sets of hands shot up on the crew, saying they would like to try. Eventually, the task fell to John Cusack's writing partner, and he nailed it on the first try. <laughs> Oh, oh my goodness! That's so funny. I hope he didn't get oh, I hurt. Thought, I thought you were gonna say that, um, uh, that like a like a random person driving their car did it. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, no, no, no. It was just it was just somebody on the crew. Um, so apparently this fell into Spike Jones's hands because okay, let me just read this. It says Charlie Kaufman sent the screenplay to Francis Ford Coppola. After he wrote it, Coppola liked it very much and showed it to his daughter's husband, Spike Jones. Jones liked the screenplay so much that he approached Kaufman about directing the movie. So, oh, really? Yeah, so I, I think, I don't know, uh, I don't know who Spike Jones is married to. Was, was he married to uh, Sofia Coppola at one point? Mm, I'm not sure. Let's see. 
Because, I mean, I know she's not... She's currently... Yeah. 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 They were they were married. Now, but she's been... They divorced in, in 2003. And, and she's been with... Um, with Thomas Mars from um, Phoenix for a while. They were married in 2011. I thought they were married earlier than that. Okay. So, you know, okay. yet another Coppola in the Coppola clan. All the Coppolas. They're all connected. All these, all these movies. How many directors do you need in one family? Really? Some of them, some of them, they all need to be one. It's a family business. Yeah, totally. Um, oh, it says, when Cameron Diaz was dressed up in character and talked to some members of the crew, they thought she was a stranger. Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> but she really did not look recognizable at all. Like, it was crazy. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Her hair was such a frizzball. It was insane. Yeah. Okay. Um... So, let's look at the Metascores. Oh, yes. It got a 90 Metascore, which is Which is great. really good. Yes. Yeah. Um, the lowest score is a 70. So, like, on, on this Metacritic, which is great. Um, I, I'll read the 75 from the Chicago Tribune. Weird to the max, smart, sneaky as a Wall Street pickpocket, and revved up with cruel wit and brazen imagination... Being John Malkovich is a dark movie comedy that you couldn't forget if you tried. Exactly. I am never, ever going to forget that I've seen this movie. <laughs> like, it's just ingrained in my memory right now. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Let's see. Which one do I like? This says it's a oh, gleeful this, noxious, this one's kind of funny. oxide high. Okay, which one are you going to read? Um, the TNT rough cut just kind of like puts a jab at the, at the awards committee people. Mm -hmm. Um, unfortunate, who gave it a 90? Unfortunately, no awards committee is hip enough to praise this strange masterpiece. That's funny. <laughs> yeah, that's great. And we got two 100s on here. One from Entertainment Weekly that says it's the most excitingly original movie of the year. And The Baltimore Sun. Uh, this smart, fanciful, and brilliantly staged comedy takes a truly one-of-a-kind premise and makes it, of all things, a weirdly profound meditation on consciousness, identity, fame, gender, and reality. Oh, man, exactly. Oh, man. Yeah. It, it touches on so many things. It does. It's like, it's like, it's like deep and it's, it's crazy. Like, it's, oh, man. I want to watch it again. <laughs> So did you watch it like yesterday? Yeah, I watched it. I watched it uh, last night. Yeah, I watched it last week. So it's had. And then you had seen it before. I had, but right. I saw it when I was like, uh, maybe like thirteen. So okay, I oh, mean, yeah, okay. I remembered, you know, some stuff about it, but I definitely didn't re recall, um, like. I remember that Cameron Diaz was, like, in it, and that it somehow kind of flipped the switch at some point. Like, it definitely wasn't what you expected. I just don't, I just didn't remember exactly, like, the whole mechanics of it, you know? Because um, it was a while ago that I've seen it, so. 
Yeah, 13? Yeah, that's that's a while ago. Yeah, so I was like, oh, okay, well, I mean, I, you know, I might have even been younger, but I do remember my dad saying, this is a really good movie. We should watch this movie. I feel like I hear your dad say that a lot. Yeah, he does. <laughs> like, I, I hear your family say that a lot. Like, yeah. I just I just heard your dad say those words because I'm pretty sure I've heard it before. Yeah, he'll he does a lot of things like that where it'll be like, oh, this is good for you, or this is better for you. And then, like, literally two seconds later, he'll say the opposite thing, like, with just as much confidence. You know? So, exactly, yeah. That's that's how it is. <laughs> oh, man. Are we ready to spin this wheel again? Yes, tell us what's on the wheel. The wheel. All right. The wheel. All right, so we took off... Uh, being John Malkovich, and now we have um, a Ghost from 1990, Snowpiercer, Stranger Than Fiction, Pump Up the Volume from 1990 with Christian Slater, Robocop from 1987, and Babadook. Woo, Babadook! I am excited, but not excited to see that movie. Because you know how I feel about scary movies. I just really Um, want, like, the last... There's, like, one movie on there that we've had since the very beginning, and I just really, really want to watch it. Pump up the volume? Yes! I've been waiting! There's a reason I put it on there! Oh my god, I love Christian Slater. I want to watch it so bad. (laughs) I love Christian Slater. I just hope the wheel picks it. I know. Watch it pick Babadook. My my votes votes on Babadook. (laughs) My votes on Snowpiercer. Okay, okay, here we go. Let's see. All right. See what the wheel will choose. Oh, I didn't turn the volume on for you guys. Just, just imagine that it's that it's. Ah! No! What is it? Is it Papa Duke? No! It's Papa Duke. It's Papa Duke. Oh, 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 you were, you're so scared to put this on the wheel. You're like, no, I don't want to watch I know. I was like, oh, we haven't we haven't touched a thriller or horror yet with good reason because I hate these movies. Um, but then Alessandra was like, yeah, Babadook's really good. And I was like, shit, all right, I'll put it on. <laughs> I mean, I I watched it, but I it has been a little bit since I've seen it. So, And I, I do remember watching it and thinking like, this isn't that great, but you know what? I think I'll change my mind. Oh, gosh. Oh, no. I'm so scared. I don't want to watch Well, watch it in the oh. daytime. Don't watch it at nighttime. I'll watch it early in the morning so that I can do many things afterwards and yeah. just forget about it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and then it will haunt my dreams. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, if you've ever seen Being John Malkovich or enjoyed this or enjoyed this episode, please leave a comment. Uh, you could do that on SoundCloud or Facebook. Just search All by the Popcorn and like our page or follow us. Um, if you want to rate our little show that we have here, you can do that on uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or Stitcher. And uh, 
If you want to get notifications on future episodes that we release, you can follow our social media. We've got Twitter at by the popcorn and Instagram at all by the popcorn podcast. And um, if you have any movies that you'd like us to watch, I mean, I know AMC is slowly opening um, and we'll definitely go back to that. I don't think I'm going to go see as many movies just because California is not in a great state right now. I maybe might see one movie a month, mm-hmm. but we'll see. Um, I'm definitely canceling my A-list membership for sure um, for the time being. But um, but we we do want to watch some new movies coming out like Tenet and... Uh, Wonder Woman and, coming and out Mulan soon? and... Yeah. You know, there's, yeah, there's, there's a lots bunch... Of, there's gonna be a bunch. There's always a bunch. Black um, but Widow, we'll just see how don't that forget goes. about that. We didn't even yeah, get to Black see Widow. that. <laughs> also, I know French Dispatch and ah oh, yes. <laughs> uh, you know, and then Dune oh, at the man. end of the year. There's there's a lot of things. I know. I need to start reading that book. Oh my gosh. Um. Uh. But yeah, if you uh, other than those movies that we'll obviously still talk about, but maybe just not. Immediately, um, you can send us any email suggestions, or just if you want to reach out to us, you can email us at allbythepopcorn at gmail dot com or allbythepopcornpodcast at gmail dot com. And uh, we do have merch. Um, it, is our merch updated with the new cute logo, Alessandra? It is. It's super cute. I'll post about that. I have to get a sticker. I'm like, I'm gonna get a yeah, sticker. Yeah, we have to get stickers. There, it's just such a cute logo, and all the art that I've been making, I've been really enjoying it. So cute. So cute. Um, But yeah, that's our episode, and uh, we'll talk to you guys next time. Thanks for listening, everybody. Bye. Bye. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.